Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. I don't believe the things that I read in the Bible. I do believe that there's a power, but I don't believe what I read in the Bible. And I just wanted some answers. I was so happy when I became born again, so excited to start my new life, and I seem to have fallen off track. I know that I've done that now a bunch off and on, and I... So my question really is, is how can I get back on track and not just back on track, but do what I know in my heart that God is telling me to do and not get distracted? Actually, I'm asking to put out a prayer list. And if you would like to do that on the radio, that's fine. We're losing everything and my family is fighting. And I just need all the prayers that I can get right now. I'm just at my end with I haven't lost faith in God, but I just want positivity in my life and no more negativity. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is follow your conscience. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been doing this now. I'm in my 33rd year on the radio. And my message is a very simple one. You have to refine your ground of being. And what is your ground of being? It is your creator. We were meant to be extensions of him. Now... You are, and everyone around you, are extensions of uh, something else. Extensions of someone else. And extensions of some other agenda, some other plan. You can look at people around the world and you see how they are divided up into different cultures different groups, each one serving something. But we ought to be collectively serving our Creator. Now, the way things are, God created choice. He made it so that we have a choice. And what is our choice? Our choice is to serve Him or serve someone else. It's that simple. Either you serve God or you serve someone or something else. So, what has happened to the human race is that we have become separated from God. And then in our separated state, we adapt to it and we try to, uh, to make the best of it. We try to make the best of it. So we go along to get along and we find out what uh, they want you to do in order to get ahead and uh, so on. And so you serve uh, other people, you serve their interests, and you serve their, uh, their agenda. And to some extent, it's okay, because as we cooperate, we, uh, we perform tasks and produce goods and produce food and deliver food and goods to people and provide services. But why? in the process of providing goods and services for other people and helping other people, why couldn't we do such in service of our Creator? And if you did, 
In other words, if everything you did was, how can I say this? If he was like a good father, and he was always kind of around, and he gave you a little bit of freedom so you could do things on your own, but always it would, you would do things that would please father. And you knew that he was there to protect you. And if you needed some guidance, you weren't quite sure what to do. You knew that he would be there with some guidance for you. And if you had such a good father, then life would be beautiful, wouldn't it? Always he would be there, but always he would give you some freedom. So you could do things. You could go off and start your own business, and you could do sports, and you could get married, and you could do all kinds of things, but always father would be there. Now, wouldn't that be beautiful? Well, that's the way it is meant to be. And when we read in the Bible, we read about about people. We read about people who walked with God. And that's the way you have to be. You have to find him. Now look at the result of not walking with God. What is the result? Well, how about uncertainty? Fear? Confusion? lack of proper motivation, and always an underlying dread. Dread of the next thing that's going to happen, and dread of making a mistake, and dread of this and dread of that. Now, how did this all come to pass? Well, it began when you were a little child, and... People threatened you, they accused you, they blamed you, and if you made a mistake, they made it like you had done something really bad, and so you became afraid of making mistakes. And then you went to school, and at school, do they teach you there about common sense and about your intuition? and how your intuition is your closest link to God, and how if you do what you know in your heart, if you follow what you wordlessly know, deep down, then you become an Einstein. You become a Madame Curie. You become an explorer, a true scientist. You become a Nikola Tesla. You become a Mozart. You see, do they tell you that? No. You can listen to Shedding Shackles anytime on your computer or mobile device. Go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Listen. I'm a man with a microphone, so people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Do they teach you there about common sense and about your intuition, and how your intuition is your closest link to God, and how if you do what you know in your heart, 
if you follow what you wordlessly know deep down, then you become an Einstein? No. Instead, they tell you that the source of knowing is just to ingest external facts, figures and formulas. And that would be bad enough that they make a separation, they exclude intuition, and they focus, they make you to focus on external facts, figures, and formulas. It's called study. They want you to study. Well, they want two things, actually. Number one, they want you to look to them. They want you to look to them for everything. And now look at the result. Look at the result out there in the world now. Business leaders, doctors, administrators, government officials who have lost touch with their intuition, with their conscience, with what they know in their heart. All they know is to do what comes to them from the outside, what one other person says or a group of people say. They follow that. They do that. They obey that. And they totally have lost touch with their own common sense and intuition. And so there you have it. So now, when you have people without common sense or without intuition or very far from it, see, common sense and intuition are being close to your creator. It's called faith. People like Noah and Paul and people like Jeremiah and Isaiah and Moses, these people were close to their creator. They had what is called faith, and they trusted more in what they were given by him than what other people said. And for that reason, they didn't have any conflict. They didn't have any conflict, and it led to a good life and a safe life and a productive life and a useful life, and eventually it leads to eternal life. But it all comes from the Creator. But if other people manage to separate you from your Creator. See, let's say, I'll give you the classic example that I've used so many times that I heard it. Somebody else said it, so I didn't come up with it. But it's just a good example, so I'm going to use it. Let's say you have kids. And every night, before they go to bed, you say, brush your teeth. All right, brush your teeth. And every night... They've got all kinds of other things to do and they don't brush your teeth. Then you remind them, you say, brush your teeth. And then the next night, they don't do it and then you say, brush your teeth. Well, if you have to remind them a thousand times, a thousand nights, brush your teeth, then eventually one day, they will see for themselves the wisdom or the rightness of brushing their teeth. And when they see it for themselves, then it's theirs. Do you see? And they are obeying thereby. They're following thereby what they intuitively realize, what they see, what they know deep down. See? So they're actually thereby connected to their conscience, to their intuition, to what they know in their heart. And when they follow that, 
that is that is called faith. That's the beginning of faith. To know what you know in your heart and see what you see and follow it. So it's beautiful. But let's say the parent becomes impatient and after a few days, the parent yells at the child. Or the parent bribes the child. You know, brush your teeth and I'll you know, give you a dollar or something like that. So whether the child is threatened, frightened, or whether the child is accused, and so on, or whether the child is bribed, either way, the child is now in danger of, that's right, they're in danger of following external direction instead of what they know in their heart. Following it out of fear or following it out of uh, what benefit, see, they will get. So now they become attached to that external direction and they become dependent on it. And they are separated from their own intuition. But the parent who reminds the child or the parent who talks to the child calmly about things as if the child already knew. What the parent is saying runs parallel to what the child knows in its heart. And there's no external pressure. See, that's it. No external pressure. Because pressure, the pressure of threat, the pressure of, of a parent's anger, the pressure of a parent's rejection, the pressure of some dire consequence that's suggested, or being bribed, being forced, being seduced, all of these external pressures separate the child from their inner ground of good. Do you see what I mean? So now the wise parent reminds the child. The wise parent reminds the child a thousand times, if necessary, without anger, without impatience, which is also a pressure. And one day the child sees for herself the wisdom, the rightness of brushing her teeth, and thereby she's connected to her conscience and is following her conscience. You see what I mean? And such a child grows to be independent, self-motivated, close to intuition, close to conscience. If you have a question for Roland... Call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. The good in that parent, by which the parent was patient, see, and not impatient, and by which the parent had the wisdom not to try to impose pressure upon the child, but simply to be vigilant and to watch and to remind. You see, that in the parent is also what is called love. And it comes from the Creator because that parent does not want to violate the connection between the child and, and its intuition and its conscience. And so honoring the child's innocence, the parent then, see, 
has uh, some sort of love within it. And the child then seeing the love of that parent, the patience, the adherence to what is right, but without pressure, the kindness and the courage and the nobility and the long-suffering of that parent, the child seeing that loves that in the parent. And then it is but a small step to transfer that love for the good that the child saw in the parent to transfer that love to the Heavenly Father. In other words, loving the good in the parent that she can see, it is then easy to transfer that love and allegiance to the parent that she cannot see. In other words, her Heavenly Father. Do you understand that? So you see the delicateness of gently um, helping people to find their own their own dignity, their own center of dignity, and that intuitive source. And if you look carefully, if you read, so, for example, about Einstein, or take Mozart, for example. Did you know that Mozart was homeschooled? That's right. There's a whole long list of people who were homeschooled, all of them successful, but Mozart was homeschooled. His father saw that he needed a lot of freedom, and for his genius, his what was given to him as a gift from God for that to, to flower. And so he was homeschooled. And the same thing with Einstein. Did you know that he didn't do well in school? Because it was too rigid. He was following his intuition. And so eventually he found his way despite school. So some kids, they find their way. In spite of school, you see what I mean? In spite of the parents' pressure, in spite of the parents' impatience. But the vast majority of of kids become separated from their inner ground of good, and they become totally externalized. And so the guilt they feel for resenting the parent who pressures them, the parent who is impatient with them, the parent who bribes them, the parent who isn't there for them, the guilt they feel for resenting, see, that parent, then causes them to need some sort of support, and then they become externalized by clinging to the support group and their peers. Do you understand? So therefore, I want you to see that it is important to not interfere with the child's connection to their inner ground of good and to what they know in their heart. And everything you do should be in line with it. In other words, what you say and what you do should not contradict what they know in their heart. And so that's a very beautiful, a beautiful thing. I have a book, incidentally, I have a book. It's called, it's called Putting the Forever Back in Love. It's a very nice book, Putting the Forever Back in Love. It's on Amazon. It's in both Kindle and paperback. But the entire second half of that book is devoted to uh, parents and kids. Parents and kids. And I think you should get that book. You really should. Because uh, I think it'll be an eye-opener, but it's also a page-turner. I also have a book called Roland on Relationships. That's one of my newest books, Roland on Relationships. And that one also talks about parents and kids. But the main source is Putting the Forever Back in Love. And I also wrote a book I hardly ever talk about. It's called Santa's Take on Parenting. Santa's Take on Parenting. And it's a little 
Um, it's a little story, something like uh, Le Petit Prince from, uh, that was written in, in French, you know, the lovely little book, The Little Prince. It's something like that. It's a short book, but it's about Santa and Mrs. Claus and how some children came to stay with them and how they helped those children. It's a beautiful book, but there's a lot of learning lessons in there about parenting. So if you're a new parent or if you're a parent who mess, is messing up or you're a parent who's scratching your head and wondering you know, what's going on, or you had parents that messed everything up, then I think you would like that little book. Santa's Take on Parenting. It's also on Amazon in both Kindle and and, uh, paperback. So, intuition is what I began talking about. I talked about that we human beings were meant to be extensions of our Creator, and when everything we do is in line with Him, then there's no guilt, there's no conflict. And not only that, but we have a never-ending source of guidance and motivation and inspiration and love, and it's Him. So you must find Him. Christ talks and points the way. Read the Scripture and see how He was close to His Father and how He loved the Father and the Father loved Him. And everything He did was the Father's will, and he always looked to the Father to see what the Father wanted him to do. It was the most beautiful thing. Read the Scripture, and your eyes will be opened. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. Long time ago in the United States, there was a lot of common sense, and we were a people who loved freedom. And the United States had a lot of land that needed to be settled. Yeah, it was a lot of work, but people loved freedom. But now, around the world, Every country, practically, that you look at, every organization, every corporation, every agency, every large collection of people administrated by something or other, the ones in charge are the ones who think they know what is best for you. And they want you to conform and to do what they tell you. And if you show any bit of interest in questioning them, they don't like it. So they are mean. I remember when I was a little child, there were a couple of teachers that we had that were fun. And they were nice. And then there were some that were mean. They were mean. And wherever you went, you would encounter mean people, mean babysitters. And they were mean kids, too, yeah, mean kids, probably because they came from homes with mean parents. But some of the other kids, most of them actually were kind of cool. They were fun to be with. It was fun to be with your friends because they loved freedom and they loved to laugh. But eventually, the ones that get in charge are often the ones that are mean and have no—they don't like— Happiness. They don't like giggling. And so there you have it. 
So therefore, I want you to see that it is important to not interfere with the child's um, connection to their inner ground of good and to what they know in their heart. And everything you do should be in line with it. In other words, what you say and what you do should not contradict what they know in their heart. It's like, do you remember Star Trek, the original Star Trek on television? You remember it was a voyage of adventure. That's what God wants. He wants you to have a wonderful adventure, discovering things and learning about life and coming to know him. And so that's what I wanted to tell you today. And I don't know why, but that's just what I wanted to tell you. Why do you suppose Jesus loves the Father? See, why don't people love God? Because they don't know him. They don't know him. They want to play God. They want to be God. They want to be the source of truth. They want to be the source of love. They want to have power. They want to tell other people what to do and look good and puff up and parade around and judge other people and uh, all that kind of stuff. Or maybe they're kind of decent, but they're kind of guilty. Because they've, yeah, they get angry all the time. Some guys are really rather decent, but they get angry at their wife. And they go to work and they just uh, go along to get along and so on and so forth. And so they kind of just feel guilty and sheepish. And yeah, they, they compensate by being interested in sports and all that stuff. But it's a compensation. So, you know, they're kind of sheepish. But the problem is being sheepish instead of being bold and finding a relationship with their creator. Instead, they're sheepish. But then you know what that means? That means that even though they're halfway decent, they could be good bosses and good administrators and good leaders, but they doubt themselves. And why do they doubt themselves? Because they haven't come close enough to God that they can clearly see in his light what is true and then not doubt it. So they just shrug their shoulders and let everybody else run things. And then when everything becomes a big mess, they sit back and then they judge. But the problem is they should have been involved all along. So I want you to know that it's never too late. Remember the thief on the cross who recognized Jesus. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. So it's never too late to turn around to have a change of heart to grab with firm conviction what you once knew when you were a little child and what you loved and start to live boldly and honestly and spontaneously. Don't you love people that are spontaneous? You do. You love them. Well, you have to become that way too. And that's what we're dedicated to helping you to do right here at Shedding Shackles Radio. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.